And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Absolutely. Hello and hello, hello. Whoa. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, along with Steve. Whiskey 7 United Delta India. Talking about computers this week. Bit of a carryover. We've got some comments and things we're talking about. A lot of changes precipitated when I spilled 20 ounces of coffee directly into my laptop. Now I have the equivalent of a grown-up sippy cup. Will not, will not spill. I, I should also show you, though. I have this Yeti. Someone else mentioned the Yeti. This, though, if you turn it over, will leak. So mm. this one feeds this one. Today. <laughs> and, and if you look at Steve, you can't see that. But if you... Uh, join us on the youtube side steve's got one of these ones you take camping and he took all the coffee this morning and his wife is in the chat mad as a hornet so look at that yep it's my old uh stanley uh thermos that goes with me every day it gets thrown around I've, in the truck and uh it's i've been got one for- and it's from the 80s i paid seven dollars and fifty cents for it in a thrift store earlier no it's probably last year because that's when we were traveling a little bit found it like 750 perfect and it was from you know they've changed those thermoses over time mm-hmm. a bit to uh, and the older ones they're like nuclear you they keep oh, it God, hot yeah. perfect 750 best money i've spent so uh, welcome, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. Appreciate you coming by here and supporting not only the show, which you can now find as a podcast. We're five uh, years into this, and I think we're creeping up on 300 episodes. Uh, but recently, we've taken to turning the cameras on, flip the light switch, let you see inside how we make the donuts they're so soft and glazed and we're, we're kind of like Krispy Kreme around here. Totally Krispy Kreme. We will never, ever say what I said in an earlier episode about watching us make this. So it's definitely bread. It's Christmas. It's pine. Uh, speaking of Christmas, we got to get into in the next week or so talking about what everybody's interested in, mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Everybody seems More. to get really... Uh, riled up on the black friday deals Mm. i i don't know if i look at black friday as being a special that i'm always looking for the deals you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so i'm kind of always using my computer again to find out what the deal is uh the best deal and that's one thing about computers that i really love i don't know how you guys did it before say the internet I know you went down to maybe Radio Shack. My dad did. He'd go to Radio Shack. He'd pick up the little things that he needed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. if you're not near a big HRO or somewhere else, I mean, how how were you get? Was it catalogs? Oh, well, where I grew up in Pasadena, California, we had, you know, Radio Shack, Lafayette Radio. And then we had a this really cool store called Dow Radio. And it was, you know, full-on electronic store, and they sold even some amateur radio equipment. And th- that's where we went. Uh, CNH Surplus uh, was another place to get old, uh, old, uh, you know, used surplus equipment. So, I mean, it was no different than in New York where they had Radio Row or, you know, that. And then it, the same thing in Chicago and the big cities. They had um, uh, 
places where electronic stores were, you know, were pretty prevalent and that was it. And, you know, radio shacks were everywhere. And, um, so it, it was, it was different. We didn't know any better back then. And, uh, now things, the whole landscape has changed over the, in the last, you know, 30 years. And Ben so. reminds me ham fests. So yeah, you get your ham fest. That's probably a big one. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's kind of what we're missing right now. Hopefully yep. the companies are, you know, I kind of go for different things, but I do pick up the smalls. You know, I, I like my connectors and I, you know, I like things that I can kind of carry around in my pocket with me. I fall in love too easily. So it's like that boat anchor, the radio that won the war. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How am I going to wheel that around? Yeah, you you go down there, you, you can pick up the part or you can feel it and touch it and and kind of look at different things and uh, peruse the aisles here and there and it was a yeah total different time and uh so it could be better it could be worse so yeah. i miss those i miss those days i kind of like those simpler times too mm-hmm. i lean on the technology i think it's a great time to be alive and to um to have the technology at our disposal to use it to our advantage when we need to but i i also really think there's something romantic about the old tube radios and and transmitting but you know i'm an old radio guy so it's kind of i also think it's cool that they listen to radio dramas and the family sat in a room around a big stand-up radio that to me is uh you know is something i kind of wish we still had i mean you can but you know there was a time when that's all you had and it was that's what you did and and then the old radios the smells as the tubes were warming up and mm. the dust was kind of burnt, if it hasn't been run for a little bit and there was some dust on the, uh, on the, uh, on the tubes and the, as the dust burned off and then as things warmed up, there was this, there was just this smell that got, kind of came around and it was, uh, and the rich tones of the, uh, of the radios. And as everything warmed up, the audio got louder and louder and louder. And it just, yeah, it was kind of some cool stuff. <laughs> Back in the day, I, I kind of feel that there's a part of me that never, I never had a tube HF radio. And there's part of me that it's kind of how you're brought into this, you know, Mm -hmm. like tubes can be expensive. They don't have to be, but they can be. And I remember Bob, uh, K9 EID telling me, you know, cause I was like, what do you think about the Collins? Right. What do you think about the Collins line? Love them military he's giving me the the skinny he's like but you but you need to be kind of handy with them and i'm like oh because i spent the whole lifetime behind the the microphone and so the collins gear was something that to me was beautiful but it was a little like uh uh-oh what if and um when the drake tr7 came up that's my girl over here solid state still but an old radio and um he and other people were like, yeah, if that's a clean radio and it's a working radio, do it because you don't have to crack into it as much. You don't may not at all. Um, but I, I think now I'm getting to the point where I feel like an old tube radio should be in my life. You know, there should be some tubes in my life. And uh, I just saw a comment from uh, your wife talking about, I guess it's her dad's. Uh, radio that you've you've got yeah the s the the s line yeah and then i have my uh kwm2 on top of it so yeah so i'm a victim 
Go ahead. S line uh, was bought in '63, and it's been in the family ever since. It's uh, my father-in-law's, and uh, but it's a, a beautiful set. This and could be another one of those mental hurdles for me because you know I've got several. I've got several things that are in my mind that I'm trying to deprogram myself. And part of it is because I ran with um, hams that had been around the game for 45, 50 years who already had been through a lot of the trial and error of, you know, and it was sort of like, just take this and get it and, you know, and do it this way. <laughs> and I was like, uh oh, um, I'm kind of a victim of getting in early, not being handy enough to fix a tube radio, not having enough connections to take it. And being worried that if it's pulled out of line because it's out of service, I'm off. I'm out of the mm -hmm. out of the deal. And I went a different path. So now I think it's kind of natural that I'm feeling like, you know, I kinda I kinda I kinda want a tube radio. You know, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> this, this is not the self-help group I need. They're like, yeah, get yourself one. Here's one. I got one. Buy it over here. Call me. My, and my instant messages are going off. Yeah, you want a tube? Get a tube. Get a tube radio. Just tell your wife you bought a new one. Whatever. But is it? You think that that's a natural thing, Steve? Yeah. As my psychologist, it, it, is you're kind of going back into the you know into the history and the uh, you know what it was like back in the day. And um, you know the tube radios are nice, but they don't hold a candle compared to these new radios. True. And what you got? I mean, it's just. Uh, it, uh, granted, yeah, you got to do all this tweaking and you're, you're, it's hands-on and everything. But, you know, there's times you just want to come out and, and operate. You just want to sit down and turn on the radio and uh, dial a frequency and, and hit the push to talk and off you go. And uh, it's it, the, like with, you know, with the Collinses here, you got it's like if I'm going to operate, all right, let me see. Uh, let's see. If I want to get on the air around 7.30, I better, 45 minutes prior to it, I better turn the radios on mm -hmm. and let them settle down. A little drifting. They, mm -hmm. they drift around. Some radios are, are known for being drifty, and you work them on the air, and guys will just kind of drift up and, and drift around, and that's just the, the nature of the beast. And uh, so it just depends. I'll if yeah, I fall in love with something, if I know the yeah. person, I'm at the point now where if I'm buying old gear, I kind of need to know who owned it. You know, I'm not the kind of guy, because I can't make mistakes buying, I should say, mm -hmm. in other words. I, I need to, you know, I got a family, and it's important that I buy things that are, you know, true. And usually wow. getting them from somebody you know is is your best route. So, with the like with the S line here, it's probably with the speaker power supply, the receiver, the station control, the transmitter, and the and the thirty L one. It takes up about seven feet of desk space <laughs> when it's all laid out. Yeah, it, it takes I up mean, it's quite gorgeous. a bit of real estate, and it's it's just uh, and and that's another fact. Now you can stack them and all this other stuff, but I kind of like to keep things uh, relatively low, so. Um, I don't like looking up when it comes to looking at monitors. I mm -hmm. want to kind of keep them at eye level. Uh, so need to keep everything kind of on the low side, but it, that's, that's my style of sure. how I want to lay it out. And it, what works for me does not necessarily work for you. And so it, it uh, there's a, a lot goes into that. It, it takes up a lot of space. I think, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I think it's just maybe romantic to have, mm -hmm. 
and oh, yeah. run even a hundred watts through the tubes to to get them oh. get them warmed up, get an antenna, and just make the contact. Um, I'm guilty of not using the Drake TR7 mm-hmm. as as often as I would love to, but it's one of those radios where I don't think I can let it go, right? Because it was my first. It was my first. There's many firsts that you would want to let go. Like your, it's kind of like your first car. You kind of hang on to it till it's like, you know, it's maybe time to let go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. take some questions now, Steve. Are you ready for this? We've got a, we've got a little bit of time before we uh, take our next break. If you have a question that you would like to ask about anything, um, you're welcome to put it in the chat. But so, we, uh, so we've as got they're put, Go ahead. So as they're putting the questions in there, I would, we want to, kind of close it off on the uh the game changer with uh computers that for me here recently in the shack is um the sdr receivers the remote sdr receivers so as you can see i right back there i got a little four channel uh mixer and one of the game changers for me personally was um setting up a laptop taking the audio out of that feeding into one channel of the mixer, taking audio out of my radio, feeding into another channel of the mixer, and then I bring up, uh, and I use the Northern Utah SDR receiver, which is available on the internet. You just go sdrutah.org or something like that. Uh, just go look, uh, Utah SDR receiver, just Google search that, and you'll come up with that. And I've used that as a diversity receiver. And we can talk about diversity receivers and things like that. But for me, it's been a huge game changer, especially operating um, through this, the lull that we had in the, uh, in the solar cycle on uh, 80 and 40 meters. It's been, it's been fantastic. And we can go over diversity receivers and things and uh, about that later. But for me, that was the, probably one of the bigger game changers in my shack versus, you know, having automatic, you know, having logging rig control and other, other things, uh, antenna control. The, uh, the SDR receiver was the, the big guy, but that's me. <laughs> All right. We have a question here from a friend. His name is Matthew. Matthew asked, is S is web SDR the same as echo link? Pardon my inexperience. Please. So uh, this is uh, this may be a good time to uh, transition into mm-hmm. that. You want to hit that one, Steve? Okay. So I just described uh, Web SDR. So that was at Northern Utah. There's one in Half Moon Bay. There's another one in Washington D.C. They're they're scattered uh, throughout uh, uh, the U.S. and the world. There that are available. Echo Link was a it's a it's a VoIP application. It's a point to point. Application. It's it was kind of so. Back a number of years ago, you had a proto uh, a a VoIP application to link repeaters called IRLP, Internet uh, Radio Linking Program, or something like that. And it was a uh, you used uh, Linux based uh, software. And then with an interface card, you tie it into repeaters and you, you interconnected repeaters. Well, Echolink kind of came across as a Windows version. And, but they, uh, and you could tie repeaters or link radios. But the other thing it, it provided was that you can use your audio 
in uh, from the computer you put a microphone just like we're doing here with uh with on youtube or any other you know zoom skype and it's um it was a way of connecting from one amateur to another and uh like of many things in amateur radio when something new comes along comes controversy and people just lost their minds over that's not ham radio you're not using radio and irlp was really against uh doing that having a interconnect into it you know a computer interconnect you directly interface with your computer and and logged in and talked on basically a repeater a linked repeater system the creator of IRLP was dead set against that. Ha- radio had to be involved in it. And I, and I respected that. Echolink came along and you could then, you know, use uh, your your computer microphone and speaker and tie into a conference bridge or a, or a link up to another you know, repeater site or another user. And, and I'll be honest with you. I was a little, I was in that camp. That's not right. That's, you know, that's wrong until one day I kind of sat back. And I went, Whoa, wait a minute here. Time out, Steve. Look, look at it objectively. It's like, what about the guy that has, um, and when it first came, a guy goes into a hospital, you know, one of us goes into the hospital. We can't bring a radio into the hospital, but you want, you want to talk to your buddies. You, you can bring a laptop. They give you internet. Hey, Awesome. This is perfect. He can stay in contact. Let's take that a little bit farther. What about people in HOAs and uh, or in retirement communities or, or whatever? There's like, wait a minute here. Why am I being bigoted about, uh, uh, you know, here's another tool for someone that can use it. Yeah, they're, they're not using a radio per se, but who cares? It's at least now they are participating in the hobby. And uh, I, I had a total, you know, a view of it. So <laughs> I know we kind of went off on the other side. So that's Echolink. Web SDR is just uh, where you just ut- utilizing your web browser. You log into a into a, a receiver and you dial around. And you can you know listen to everything, but and it's just basically a one way application where Echolink is a a dual. But you need soft. You got to download the software and there's there's and register and there's a whole process involved in that. So. Long story short, there you go. Well, thank you very much for that. It's time for us to uh, pause. We'll pump the brakes here a little bit. We'll come back in one minute. More questions on the way. You can put them in the chat, and we've got some left over from last week. We'll be right back. If you're an electronics kit builder, you'll find something interesting in the assortment of gadgets available at hamgadgets.com. Ham Gadgets has been around for nearly 20 years, bringing you some of the most popular kits ever. You've seen these projects all over the place. They've even been featured in the American Radio Relay League's Handbook for Radio Communications. Their Morse code keyers are being used every day by thousands of hams around the world. The $35 Pico keyer has everything you need to build a Morse code keyer, including the enclosure. They also have a full line of universal keying adapter kits for transmitters and amplifiers. Order online at their secure website today and get one-week delivery for U.S. orders. They're on the World Wide Web at hamgadgets.com. That's ham, H-A-M, gadgets.com. Okie dokie, and welcome back to the show. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Steve is here, W7UDI. 
And uh, we are uh, taking some of your questions now, and it's always great uh, to hear from you guys. There's so so much that's cool about this uh, this sort of setup. Being able to interact with you guys uh, really makes it fun for us. Here's a question now from our chat. Kevin asked, "And uh, can tubes make a higher SWR?" Yes, they're they're more forgiving than uh, solid state uh, amplifiers. So right, for for many years, I mean, back in the day, they guys didn't really know about SWR. They just kind of went, well, well, if it tunes up and we get out, uh, they'd be tuning into 10 to one or whatever. It's just a wet noodle basically. And, but um, yeah, tubes are a lot more forgiving when it comes to uh, handling, you know, an unmet or an unbalanced load and, uh, or, you know, a bad match. And so it's uh solid state came around and then protection circuits kind of came along at, in after solid state uh, uh, didn't have it in the beginning and uh, finals were getting blasted. And, uh, and then finally the manufacturers start putting in uh, protection circuits and started uh, uh, powering it, you know, reducing the drive, which in turn reduced your power output so that, uh, um the transistor wasn't getting enough you know the reflected power coming back but and and to damage it but tubes are very very forgiving when it comes to high vswr couldn't believe it uh in the early days when uh, i was told yeah you could probably take up to about a 10 swr but anything more than that you want to make sure and i was like well on the old rigs on the old mm -hmm. tube rigs uh, so that's quite interesting hope that answers your question there kevin yes tubes can take a higher SWR. Uh, thank you very much for the question. We've got another friend here, Ray. Ray says, uh, it's a question about mobile radios. I'm looking for one I can use as a base radio at home and also in my forerunner. I have my tech license and studying for my general. I would keep it under $1,000. Well, you know what I'm going to say. Maybe you don't know, but Steve and I have had this conversation in recent times. I can only tell you what I've done and what I, I like so far. And uh, ICOM is a sponsor of the show. I should say that. But I paid for everything that you see. Everything is paid for. Nothing is given uh, to me. And I also don't do reviews. I haven't done reviews on any of these products, but ICOM is a sponsor. I run as an ICOM guy in that ecosystem I like the 7100 in my vehicle. So I'm getting HF, VHF, UHF. It's got D-Star if that's something you want to get to. And I think it's under your price point. However, that that works for me. I got a mount um, that works really well. I can run the power supply back behind the back seat. I have a tuner for my antenna back there as well. It keeps everything clean and it's for me. I've also had a Yesu, and I forget the numbers. It is eight eight ninety seven eight something something D. Yeah, there's an eight ninety seven. Uh, the eight fifty seven D. Eight fifty seven D. That's the one that got away, Steve. I bought that radio. It mm -hmm. was this big, and it could do everything. It could do everything. And what did I want? I wanted an amplifier. I wanted an amp. I said, well, if I sell this thing, I could probably get myself an amp, mm -hmm. and. Um, so I ended up letting that one go, and I probably, I missed that one. I, I think, damn, I should have kept that one because it could do everything. And I see those in trucks 
Uh, Steve, any advice, any insight on what you think in terms of, he didn't mention HF, UHF, VHF. I imagine a combination. Maybe he wants two radios under a thousand bucks, but surely you have some thoughts. I, it comes down, yeah, the same thing. I was, so you got your tech, so, and then you're now working for your general. And so what do you want to do? That's uh, the first question you want to, you want to answer. And um, do you want to operate, uh, once you get your general, you want to operate HF in your vehicle, then, then like an 857 or the 7100, some all-in-one uh, radio that you can go back and forth. At um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that one is a, is a tough one. It it comes down to because I'm thinking of the um, taking the radio out and going back and forth. And uh, after a while, I'll tell you, it's going to be a real pain in the butt. It's yeah. like, yeah, I got to unplug it. And if you have a separation kit, that's even more of a, a pain in the, uh, in the rear end. And then, uh, so you, you gotta, what do you, what do you want to accomplish this? I think the first step and then, uh, what is, so if you want to operate all modes, all bands, then, okay, great. We're going to go. Then what kind of real estate do you have in your, in your vehicle, in the house? It's a different, you got plenty of real estate. Uh, but in the in your vehicle is going to be where are you going to mount this? Because you, uh, yeah, we were talking to Wes, and you know he takes a seventy three hundred, throws it on the dash on his on his truck, and it's well, that's great. I kind of look at it a little bit different, you know. That's the firefighter in me now starts to kick out, and it's like, oh, that thing becomes a projectile when you have to make a hard stop or you get into an accident. And it's like, oh, that's the last thing you want flying around in your in your vehicle. Uh, so, but that's me. Uh, so you now start looking at uh, all those aspects and then you want to go back and forth. So, um, Ray, figure out what you really want to do. What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to, I'm not much of an HF mobile guy. I prefer to operate HF here in the house, but I'm looking at getting into it because there's times it would be really cool, <laughs> especially one in my work truck, because it, uh, all the time I spend on the road at times, it'd be nice to, you know, get on 20 meters and have a chit chat. So, um, but I would prefer to have something permanently mounted in the rig and then, and then have my, my station here. But you, I, I understand you want to go back and forth. Now you said forerunner. So I think there's a fair amount of room, but you got to look at that. Don't if, don't go with a separation kit because now you got to unconnect this and disconnect and uh, reconnect. And so uh, <laughs> it's tricky to try to do both. This, but this I, is a, a tough one. And the uh, good part is, is that he's got a good budget. That's a yeah. good budget. And I think trying For to figure a, out what your goals are the in and out is definitely a consideration because how you mount that and bracket that in now on mine you know i've got the um i'd have to look up the company but they have a good it's under my seat it bolts in and you can oh, back the, spin it out from underneath you'd still have to disconnect get the cable get the power supply and move it out but it's doable you know i think everything is doable the good thing is is that with a thousand bucks, I think you're going to find something that suits your needs, which is good. Uh, now, the other question is that thousand dollars a hard cap because then you know you got to deal with antennas and everything else, accessories, so, uh, tuners. Mm -hmm. 
the coax so, with that. Well, so I'm, most that new radios have tuners built into them, so uh, you know, not all of them, but a good majority of them. Yeah, so, but I can't that. tune my uh, my Tar Heel from my yeah. from my. Uh, well, you have the tune. I need my. I can push the button on the seventy one hundred yeah. to tell my turbo tuner to take care of that. Um, right. But it's it, you know with that coiled wire you need a little extra love so but that's cost that's cost I hope that helps you but out there but a great question Ray but uh, no keep at it you know kind of really seriously think about what what's your end goal what you what do you want and then just look at all the possibilities and and think about it it's like uh, do I really want to go back and forth. Uh, you know, with that thousand dollar budget, you might be able to get two radios and say, okay, I just want to operate VHF, UHF in the, in the truck or in your forerunner and then just have HF at, at home. And then you can get yourself down the road, like what Christian has in the background, uh, a Gator and put your HF radio on that and then you can take it with you. So with you. get out of your truck, go back to the tailgate, go over to the mm -hmm. table. Good luck. Yep. Keep us posted on what you decide. I, I'm I'm curious now, but I like the the price point, and there's plenty of uh, options. There's plenty of options out there for you. All right, Steve. I think it's time for us to give away this antenna. For 12 yes. weeks, we are giving away an antenna, and uh, you have to be here in the chat. That's why I encourage you to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find us in Facebook on Twitter. But here on YouTube, we're streaming out across platforms here. You have to be in the chat to qualify. If you've put your call signs at any point into the chat, uh, you will be qualified. Uh, my children and I will kind of go through tomorrow morning and pick all the call signs out. They go in a big bucket, a trough, if you will. <laughs> Everyone is a uh, assigned a number, and my girls uh, will match it up. And that's how we do it. So if you'd like to put your call signs now in the chat, hopefully I didn't miss too many contacts uh, uh, that were that were put out there in comments because people were talking about the radios, the different options of radios. And, you know, there are different uh, landscapes or um, ecosystems for radios. Yesu's a little different than ICOM. Kenwood's are a little different. You know, you kind of have to get into something to figure out what you really mm -hmm. like. So... Uh, look in the comments, look back at this recording to yeah, see what other people are suggesting. 705 could be another, you know, another little trouble thing. now. Yeah, you yeah, start yeah. trouble. You broke his budget right off. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I just wait a little while. I'll be under a K. Yeah. See, can I fool anybody when I do this? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, no, don't smell that. Oh, no, Mr. Bill. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish I would have poured it on my crotch. And instead of the computer, alas, it did not happen that way. Wow. Your call signs now in the chat will qualify you to win. And this week, I think we're doing the off-center Fed, right? Last week, we did an N-Fed antenna. Or what were we doing? Loop. Wasn't it the loop? We we're oh, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of lost track. Sorry. We're going to give you an antenna, <laughs> and it's going to work. I thought, I don't know. I think maybe we were giving away, we, were we gave away the loop last week. And then I think okay, we were going to give away the end fed this end week. Fed. There you go. It's the end fed. Maybe next week we'll do an off center fed, get back yeah. to the dipole. And if you win, I'd love for you to put it up. You could actually record a little video if you want to send it to us. But more importantly, let us know how it's playing 
for you. We're really curious to see. So your call yeah, time. Yeah, or indifferent. Let us know. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've got challenges or say hey, this is not working out, then maybe we can solve it and uh, and go from there. But yeah, let us know. Good, bad, or indifferent. Okay. And what happened is, is that I need to make the announcement. We're going to do that in a little bit. I, um, I've got the full list. What happened was, is that the computer went a little bit. We are definitely doing the NFED. Uh, but because I had a computer issue, I can't make the fancy, sexy graphic. So I can just tell you who is going to win this week. Okay. And the call sign is Kilo Delta 8 Whiskey Echo Yankee. So that's Kilo Delta 8 Whiskey Echo Yankee. And I'll write this down. That's the name we picked. That's number 24 from last week's session. Nice. I don't know. Steve, can you punch that in? We can get this fella's name. I'm a little behind because of the computer issues this week. That's Kilo Delta 8 Whiskey Echo Yankee. I don't know if I can punch it in. Oh, don't worry. We'll figure it out. Okay, somebody can figure out who that is, but that's our winner for this week. And uh, if I had my uh, fancy making things, I would have been able to go ahead and put that up there for you as we've done in the past. But all your listeners are like, whatever. It's a Kilo Delta 8 Whiskey Echo Yankee. If you're in the chat, start yelling, start yelling. They can look it up pretty fast, too. We we appreciate you guys uh, sending it. Uh, over in the chat, and we are going to give away the NFED antenna, courtesy of LDG, sponsoring 12 weeks of antenna giveaways. Uh, We're excited for that. So thank you for that. Anyone who puts their name in the chat now will be eligible for next week's uh, prize, which I think will do the um, off-center Fed. Okay, very good. Kilo Delta 8, Whiskey Echo Yankee. And if that's a uh, that's, clear, that's Andrew, Andrew. Okay, cool. Andrew. There Way you to go, go Andrew. Andrew. Congratulations. Congratulations. Sorry, Andrew in Ohio. Okay, good. Good. That's wonderful. Thank you all for looking that up. Nice. Uh, next week, we'll have more uh, capacity as uh, the computer yeah. things settle in. But I appreciate you guys doing that. And there you go. Good luck to uh, everyone who's going to try to win this week. I appreciate your patience there. We've got some more questions, uh, Steve. If you're ready for that, we can uh, we can take a this shot. On. This one comes from Facebook. It's from Rex, our friend, the farmer who has loaded up a silo. He has um, he wants to use reuse a connector. Now I don't know if this is a good piece of advice. I'm going to let you handle this. Rex says, any great ideas to get coax out of an amphenol connector so I can reuse it? So he wants to dis desolder or mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying. Any ideas for Rex, or should he should he think of something else? Oh no, I've reused old uh, amphenol, uh, just the standard you know solder type uh, amphenol connectors. So usually, what I've done is I'll heat up the uh, the center pin and uh, just kind of flick it and get the majority of the solder out or you can um and then you can uh just grab the cable from the back and pull it out or the center conductor um yeah there's uh you can go neanderthal on uh, trying to desolder it or you can uh but the flick method is uh one that i've used for a long time be careful where which way you flick it because uh 
I flicked it onto my hand or something, you know, hot solder and it's Ooh, no baby. fun. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't recommend the, the, uh, propane torch, uh, like others have done in the past, uh, but, uh, it just, uh, heated up and then, uh, I've kind of, uh, maybe cut a few inches of the coax at the back of the connector and then, uh, on solder maybe we'll have to do it as a bench segment or something okay. all right it's uh but it, you just kind of heat it up and just start pulling it out and cleaning it up as best you can good and, news is it, it's, it's a yes steve gives you, it a you, thumbs can, you up. can do it i've done it all right we are we're getting close to the end here of our show you guys are very patient with us appreciate it delbert asked i've never tried 160 the arrl contest coming up this weekend what would you suggest as a quick and dirty antenna? Wind a mongol coil on a piece of PVC and 50 feet or so of wire sound possible? Well, the easiest to me is just throw up a dipole because then you're, but, but <laughs> I can say that real easy, <laughs> but you need a lot of space True. to do that. Uh, inverted L is uh, another one that you can kind of get away with and uh, go from there. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of different ways and get up as much wire as you can. Uh, you might have to put in a, a Mondo coil and, uh, but, uh, if you can throw up a, uh, a dipole, that's the quick and dirty, simple it, granted it's 254 feet of wire total. And, uh, but it doesn't have to be straight. You can kind of make angles and kind of bend it and go around here if you, but if you can get up that much and, uh, snake it around here and there, that's, I, to me, I think that's the easiest and the, the least amount of trying to tune and, uh, go from there. So, uh, Ailes is a big one. Yeah. Let us know. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, a lot a of wire, lot of but you know, see what you can tune up, man. You may have a tuner that can tune up something. Uh, it's going to be, you're going to lose some efficiency, but you, mm -hmm. you know, just try. See, just try. If you do an inverted L, um, try to get down some ground radials because it needs that to uh, go against it. Uh, an end fed, if you have the, you know, long end, if, if you have the space, get it up as much of wire as possible. Right. Especially for 160. Yeah. We got time for one more. We'll do one more. Uh, one more question here, Steve, from Chris. He's Whiskey for November Romeo Golf. How can I make a simple receive-only HF antenna? I have a big backyard, only one tree. I know, quote, a long wire, unquote. But how exactly do I get the connection from the wire to the radio? How long? So he's being told just stick a long wire up there, maybe mm -hmm. a random wire. How he's he's confused on that connection, Steve. Uh, so you can, some, some radios have a, just, you take the wire and you take it right to the, uh, you could take it straight into and put it into the, uh, onto a lug that uh, will accept the long wire. The other question is what's the receiver you're using? So let's, uh, but let's, let's make an assumption. It's your standard tri-band or, you know, HF radio. Uh, you could take a piece of coax, run it outside and strip it. And then, oh shoot, hold on a second here. Where did it look at that radio? Oh, there it goes. Ooh, <laughs> Just happened to have this. So you can take your uh, your coax, strip it back here, and uh, hook your long wire to the center, and then you have a connector on this end, plugs into the into the radio. 
is one way and you can go ahead and take this to ground but you don't need to as long as you get uh, a wire onto the uh, center pin you could kind of just bend it over and stick it into the uh in the back of the uh of the oh, connector now oh so. <laughs> okay. i thought we start getting loopy here at the end of the thing we thought you can um, just shove it up there and you just yep. get out of my face Get off my you can lawn. jam it in there. I mean, there's um, and you can take the wire straight into it uh, if you're using like an insulated wire, some like 14 gauge uh, standard wire uh, that you got to roll a 500 feet from the local uh, hardware store. You can do that. Uh, there's there's a number of ways. Uh, a lot will depend on the receiver. So, but if you're worried about um, you know bringing wire into it, it's a receive antenna. So. The, the simplest is just throw it as much as you can and string it out. And uh, it doesn't even going, have to be high. No, no, actually for uh, if you're looking at uh, low frequencies, low is great because uh, it reduces the noise. That's uh, look up beverage antenna. As that's mm -hmm. really popular. And a lot of people use that uh, style and receive antennas uh, when they operate 160. Should we try here? We're getting long here, a couple minutes long. Should we go back and play the uh, K5 Yankee, Victor Yankee video from last week? Yes. We didn't get the – oh, see that? Yes. Let's do it. Overtime. Get it he gets paid overtime. So. Yeah, big bucks. But, yeah, last week I tried to um, – I, I really tried to play this, and it didn't come out as I had planned. But at, at, let's go back and check uh, Kilo 5 Yankee, Victor Yankee, and his setup. And uh, if all goes well, we should be able to hear it now. Let's go over here. Hello, YouTube. K5YVY. Thought I'd uh, make a little video here to go in the chat. Show the progress that I've done. I always like to show off projects. And uh, started this on a Wednesday. It's now a Sunday when I'm recording this. Use the filthy door. Looks like I'll have to clean that. I realize it was so dirty, and uh, I'll start a video. But uh, you see, we got some leftovers here. The, the old desk, other various stuff. Who knows? You get so much junk in a shack. I walk in, and. The new check area. I made a built-in desk. I guess uh, some people might call it kind of a floating desk. Uh, got some more uh, tidying up to do with the wires. See these are uh, framed it out. These are two by threes. Save a little money buying two by fours. A little less material. And I used a four by eight sheet of sanded plywood and I stained that with a dark stain and then did three coats of spar urethane by Minwax. Nice and shiny coat. I stained in polyurethane the other side of this edge back there. <laughs> and uh, I got a little hasty and put it in backwards before I even realized it and got it mounted. 
So, excuse the young and playing games back there. We got us a little station set up here now. A lot nice. Of I love that meter. Nice desk room. Um, that's a rotor controller. Yes, I need that. Still got to do a little something with the Chev in there. Little various things, networking, and got to tidy up some more cables later on. I plan on having all those ran real nice. Channel on, spaced out. I like that stain. That that stain and the uh, beautiful. Yeah. That's running fifty amp with the three hundred watt two meter amp. Now we're cooking with gas. And can't see under there. Top of this, I keep my headphones tucked away so I don't have to put anything in front of the Look at that pretty HF. radio. Well, that wood is beautiful. I know. There's my rotor nice meter to my working area. Yeah, I took this little box, cut a window out in it. And I'm going to light that up inside so it'd be nice and pretty when I get through wiring it. Right now, this is my 12 volt distribution box. I've got this set up for my ground bar. This will be uh, six-way positive block. This here is uh, actually made for automotive uses, but it is a wireless 12-volt uh, box. And we can cut lights on and off with a remote. Pretty handy. Nice. It runs my uh, outside lights, my inside lights. We've got plenty of room. Uh, still got four more spaces on it. I can hook up. Get I've got the pimp lights going. Outside. Solar, yes. Uh, so I went ahead and mounted my solar charge controller. Mm -hmm. I'll get ready to hook my batteries up. Run God, I hope that controller doesn't tear up HF for him. And that's, uh, that's a good point. Where we're at for now. Work in progress just now, being able to sit down and enjoy it a little bit. Nice setup. So, to give you a little preview, have a good day. Thank you. Okay, Thank you. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love seeing other people's stuff. There's stuff like that. There's shacks. It's beautiful. Uh, that's a payback there. I couldn't uh, get the audio to pass last week. So, we, um, did it properly this time. I enjoyed that. You're welcome to send us your videos, projects you're working on. You can send it to me at uh, Christian at 100 watts and a wire .com. It's email, and I'd love to see it. Just a few minutes long is uh, absolutely fine. We can play it back, and we look forward to that. We've done it again, Steve. We fooled yes, them we again. We've hit the <laughs> limit. And when I say limit, I mean... 16 ounces in a 12 ounce bladder you know when the boys it's finished when the boys are like yeah that's great good question yeah, starting to squirm a little oh, bit oh. <laughs> we appreciate you guys it's uh, one of my favorite uh parts of the weekend is kicking things off with you yeah. appreciate you guys being here steve Thank thanks uh, as always uh it's it's so fun to have you and the and i i would stream all day if oh, yeah, we could we go could all curb. day if our bladders would let us. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> our bladders won't give us that. But I hope you enjoyed it. We talked about computers, how we use them. If you want to use them, cool not. You don't have to. To each their own, very much the sentiment here 
uh, of our, our uh, program. So take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you again for the meet and greet. If you like, you can come back next Saturday, about nine o'clock central, a little after we make the connections and say hello to friends, make some new friends as well. So everybody's welcome. What did we miss, Steve? Did we get it all? I think we got it all. If Good we deal. missed it, we'll get it next week. We'll get it next week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Stay healthy. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73, guys. 73, everyone. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.